0: Hello and welcome to Green Mint. It's season four and today we have Dr. Hamid Al-Sinawi and we're going to be taking another topic. But first, uh, I want to ask you, Dr. Hamid, first of all, welcome Thank to you, Green Mind. Thank uh, you, How You enjoy traveling. Yes. Is that one of the stress busters you use?
1: Exactly. I think traveling is fun. It's also a chance for you to relax and get outside your uh, social bubble, your uh, comfort zone. Uh, Travelling means that you're exploring new places. You go outside your daily routine. So there's always something to look forward to. Every day can be different. Mm -hmm. You can make adventures. And also you can, to some degree, you know, act younger. You know, take Mm -hmm. pictures, uh, wear something different, uh, you know. Mm Kind of shake your routine, daily And side. Get out of the comfort yeah. yes, zone exactly. too. Yes,
0: whereas this is exciting, not a challenge when you're on a yes. holiday. Yes. Now, as always, uh, season four, we have a life story to look at, Good. and this is from your own clinic, but we, it's total anonymity yes. is maintained. A couple has been trying to conceive a child for over ten years. Eventually, the wife gets pregnant through IVF, and the couple were very excited, listening to the heartbeats on the scan. They even named the baby boy, but on the fifth month, the wife becomes unwell and needed hospital admission because of very high blood pressure, which did not respond to medication. Now the doctors suggested terminating the pregnancy. The husband described carrying the body of the baby for the burial, and both had difficulty grieving and eventually grew apart. The husband began to spend long hours at work and having difficulty sleeping they ended up separating the husband became depressed and thought of even committing suicide so it's a very sad it story is, it is. it's
1: actually one of the most difficult uh, case to work with especially when you see the person describing his state and breaking into tears we're talking about a young woman male who's you know, usually men don't cry, but this guy was in severe distress. Uh, it was difficult for uh, me to, kind of, you know, we talk about empathy, and with mm. empathy, the idea is that you put yourself in the other person's shoes, literally, right. in a sense that you try to picture their emotion, live their emotion. And the usual, when people tell you something like this, you could see, like, I, you could say something like, uh, "I understand what you're going through." And in fact, even if I try, and I, if I kind of try hard, I find very painful to picture myself without my kids. Mm-hmm. And I think I learned that uh, to value things in life that we take for granted. We're talking about young couple, him and himself, his wife, trying desperately. And uh, he was describing that because every time they try, it doesn't work. So they kind of were expecting it not to work. Mm. And it was easy to move on from, but when you get very close, they paid for this uh, IVS, mm. in, in vitro fet- uh, fertilization, uh, they paid for the procedure, it takes lots of timing, it takes uh, lots of uh, patience, mm. and uh, the excitement, they, the, he said we kind of, they developed a link, a bond with this unborn child. And when the wife became unwell, it was a question of... I mean, obviously, there's no way they could compromise her life then because the the fetus was unable to survive anyway. Okay. And although the doctors tried their best, she was close to dying. And, you know, it's an ethical dilemma, but in, in a sense that there's no way you could sacrifice the life of the mother because, obviously... The, the, the fetus, you're not intentionally uh, mm. uh, terminating it, but there's no way you could uh, the save heads, the mother. yes, yes. So when, uh, you know, when, even when, because I have that cinemographic memory, I could picture him with this little body rack yes. and taking him to the graveyard. And obviously because it was, you know, for body he yeah. had to, uh, although it was born dead, he had to... Bury it, and uh, he described that short few hours of
0: connection with it. Yes, that ah, it is very,
1: very sad. Yes,
0: now was he going through depression, or is it a normal form of grief?
1: Yes, so it's a very interesting question. Like, where do we draw the line between grief and depression? And grief, by definition, is an emotional response to a sad event in our life. We mm-hmm. grieve losing a promotion, we grieve losing a loved one, we grieve losing in the stock market. So it's all about loss, so a mm-hmm. reaction to loss. Mm-hmm. Whereas in this situation, I think uh, when somebody dies with time, we kind of accept it, we move on. But for him, it became more complicated. It went past the grief time, mm-hmm. and uh, he manifested with uh, serious symptoms. He was clinically depressed, as okay. we called it. He was feeling no joy in life. He he was aware that he was burying himself at work as an escapism. So yeah. not because he needed to spend so much time. But
0: to escape from the reality. Exactly.
1: Because every time he comes home, he is reminded with that room that is mm. colored in blue with mm. small baby's clothes. And uh, I think... Uh, the reason he he was drifted from everyone was grieving differently and the woman was feeling more isolated, more lonely because she was alone at home, mm. she was not working. He would spend long hours in the office. So they, she
0: felt aimless.
1: She felt aimless and in, in a sense that they are the only ones who could understand each other's pain. So it was right. difficult to talk to outside. And to be honest, I was quite... Uh, I find quite painful that they were separated and I even asked why why couldn't you you know because this is a common pain you Mm. understand each other Mm. he said we just couldn't because we get reminded
0: of that yeah every time
1: I see her I remember the boy that he could have and you know uh, I wouldn't I don't think there was an element of blame because she didn't do anything to deliberately but it was just like they wanted a new space and uh, but
0: in one Aspect he seeked help, yes. and we don't know what she is going to yes, even yes, today.
1: Yes, obviously, after the separation, the divorce, she moved to live with her parents. Uh, he remained in his uh, flat, and uh, when he describes about thoughts of ending his life, the only thing he says that stopped him is that um, the fact that it is haram, and um, he didn't want to end his life this way. But also, he. Th- worried about his mother because he felt pain for losing the child that he only held for a few hours what about mom who brought him up and you know yes all
0: those so, years so yes so he it's his values actually that helped yes, him
1: yes yes yes
0: and uh, and when somebody is depressed like that, what needs to be done? Is it therapy or is it medication? Well, again,
1: it depends on the severity. But in his case, uh, his depression severe. was quite severe. He needed medication. In fact, okay. he uh, he had a combination of uh, medication and therapy that helped him move on and established a you know, new lifestyle. And uh, he didn't want to rush to getting married. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in his... Uh, late 30s, Mm. he's still able to, you know, have a new family, but at the same time, he felt that he needed to wash the guilt and, you know, have proper closure before, you know, moving Mm. into a new relationship with his package.
0: Now, uh, there are two questions that comes up looking at this uh, life story. What could have helped as a couple for them? Should they have come together for counselling?
1: Yes. I think couple counseling is uh, a key issue in such particular situation, especially that the idea is that to help them to communicate better mm. instead of the silence treatment, right. instead of experiencing the shame, the isolation, because at the end of the day is a common loss. And mm. as I explained, she they are able to e- understand each other's pain more than right. anyone else from outside. I think one of the uh, pressures that uh, couples such like this are uh, often faced with is that when people have problem conceiving, the rest of the family will say, "Why don't you get remarried? Why don't mm. you get divorced and remarried? Mm. You know, and it puts the relationship in lots of strain. Mm. And uh, you know, reflecting back after ten years, maybe somebody will go like, "Maybe I should have done that before." Why? You know. Yeah. So it's just this moment when you feel your thoughts might not be in your advantage or right. might not be safe to go back that road because you can't undo what happened you can't go back in yes. time And
0: so one thing is to accept the situation yes,
1: yes and talk to people who are understanding people who will express empathy who are not going to judge you and I think uh, he was quite the idea that when patients come to therapy we explain to them that this is a safe zone we're not going to judge you and you need to feel comfortable from, you know, take your time. We're not going to rush you into that. And he was quite uh, well-educated. He was able to express his thoughts about suicide without worrying that he might be, be judged, judged or yes. being called an Muslim or mm-hmm. an, an, a non-believer and giving mm-hmm. a label. Mm-hmm. And he felt that uh, talking about his problem would help him move on and maybe having practical solution. Uh, What also helped that self-awareness that he, at this stage, he knew that his time at work is not helping because it's just escapism, only adds to his misery, and then going back home to a cold, empty house with, you know, very little food in the fridge. That's just like this is not the way to live his life.
0: Right. I would hope, actually, uh, if it is a film, I would hope that they're back together, they understand, you know, without each other, they have something
1: um,
0: missing, because the link is missing, because they're the only people who can can relate to what they've gone through. Uh, But nevertheless, doctor, do men and women grieve?
1: Differently, Yes, yes. I think men and women respond to life differently, even in terms of mental health problems, women are more at risk of developing uh, depression, anxiety, and are more likely to seek help. Mm. Uh, men tend to hide their emotions. Right. Uh, in some countries, men who go through mental health problems tend to be more at risk of uh, drinking, smoking, using drugs, right. learning be- uh, violent behavior simply because that is the way they tend to cope, which is an unhealthy way. Also, from a cultural point of view, uh, women are more likely to share their emotions, uh, feel comfort in talking to others. Men are worried because they might be judged. Mm-hmm. In certain society, it's less manly to cry or to even talk about your emotions. So this is the thing where we try to, to say that it's, it's okay if you discuss your emotion with people you trust. It's okay to seek help when you feel that you need that help.
0: Uh, So, uh, as we conclude, do you think she, the wife, would have actually had mental support from the family and others and could have moved on, whereas he... Um, struggled but he's come forward but in that brief period although he instead of taking anything negative he only opted to work extra yes which is a good thing but do you think he would also have been affected when it comes to his communication skills social skills at yes. work yes so it could have had different impacts on definitely, him.
1: definitely because even if you try to hide your depression it, it does show people who knows you Will can tell that you're becoming more snappy. Mm-hmm. You uh, get angry at small things. You tend to avoid, you become, you know, the black sheep in the party, you know, the gloomy mm-hmm. part. And in fact, some people describe that uh, unresting feeling. If you're around somebody who's depressed, you could feel unease. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, they don't have to tell you anything, but that you could tell this person. You know, they kind of, what we call it, infectious mood. Yes. So it's like an infection. You catch a viral infection, you can... Copy that mood.
0: You can spread it around.
1: Yes, yes. yes. In, in a sense that yeah, you know like you feel unease, you know, that's why is this person not smiling? Why is he mm-hmm. not joining? And in fact, with time, if you don't make efforts, people just accept the new you. Right.
0: Yes. And then you get stuck there. Exactly. So in a situation such as this, what do you suggest? I think before com- you reach yes, that depth.
1: Yes, yes. So communication is very important. So when you are feeling not well, speak to somebody you trust. It doesn't have to be a professional if it's a minor issue. We're not saying that we all have to go to therapy, but you could start by having an open discussion with somebody you trust, somebody who's going to listen to you, not necessarily judge you. If that doesn't seem to help, if you are experiencing uh, dysfunction in your daily activity, if you start to have unhelpful thoughts, then it's time to seek consultation.
0: On that note, I'd like to say thank you very much, Dr. Hamid al for this edition of uh, Green Mint, looking at grief. Thank you, next. And I'm Lakshmi Khartanath with Nasr al-Harasi and Ali Jawaj. Thank you for joining us.